Hunter, you were Bill Dawes, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who I don't know where he is half the time. I'm not sure. I don't know. You, you, I mean, I travel a lot, but you have like two homes. You actually have a home in LA, yeah. and a home in Texas. That's you're paying double rent. Well, luckily, I've been able to do a little, uh, little Airbnb action. Oh, okay, that's good. Don't that's tell good. the owner of the Laugh Factory. I yeah. will. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, does your wife know people are like staying there? Or are you? Well, yeah, it, yeah. You haven't seen my place in LA, but it's literally like, it's not even considered a studio. Like there's a level under studio. I think it's called like a bachelor studio. Wow. It's like a, it's like a kitchen bathroom combination unit. Cause like the most successful actor I know, one of them. <laughs> and you have a bachelor studio. Welcome to Hollywood people where like you work more than 99.999% of actors <laughs> and you can one day get a bachelor studio. Uh, that's, that's, awesome. but I don't have roommates. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. Well, you, and then you have a beautiful girl, but your, your girls, your daughter's adorable and your, and your baby mama's beyond hot. So, uh, yeah. good work, man. you, you, you know, definitely always been now you are, you were in San Diego last week. Oh yeah. The, the laugh factory there. have you done the laugh factory there? No. How is it? It's great. You, you've had headline. You probably have your own headlining club in San Diego though. No, San Diego's the one place that I like, I do a lot of rooms. Uh huh. I don't have like a headlining club. Ask Enrique for a weekend or yeah. at least a night. I just did a night. Yeah. Did you have to like bring everybody? Was it like a whole thing you had to promote it? Or it's like, was there like a built-in audience? It's hard to tell. I had about 200 people, but it was honestly like all f- mostly free people. Okay. All right. And then Victoria <laughs> came. Victoria Vortex, the yeah, yeah. fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came with her mother and her sister. It's like, oh, my, my mother drove down from like Orange County. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I was so worried. She told me before the show, I'm like, oh, she's going she's gonna to hate me. No, first I, of oh. all, if, if your daughter's a wrestler, a world champion wrestler, who's now a fighter, you, you probably like, I, I find that like I get along with so many fighters like my humor because they're just overgrown kids. Comics are yes, for sure. children too who like didn't want to get a real job, who like want to have fun for a living and don't mind struggling their whole lives and possibly n- never making it in order to fulfill that dream. Fighters, yeah. same shit. it's like people yeah. don't work nine to fives, but you like, you want to work, you want to go after your dream and, and, but you know, you might not make it, but you're in a gym all day. You're in a gym with people that have the same goals as you. It's like, same with comedians. Like when comedians get together, there's no, nobody gets offended. Uh, nobody yeah. cares. No one says, Nobody like can't believe. Oh, I can't believe you said that, you know. And I feel like fighters is sort of the same thing. It's like we know what, what we go through. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, you you hope you'd hope so, right? But I've had I've had comics I've had female comics get offended. Were they? Newer? I'm not saying they're. 
they were newer. Yes, exactly. Either they're, either they're newer or they're just so burnt by the business that they hate everybody. It's either they're <laughs> like anybody that's like sort of in the mix, you know. Um, I've, had, I've had people that start, just start comedy that like are telling me the, the, the rules of comedy. I'm like, you can't oh, put down, and you can't. Who the fuck? Who the fuck says these people are down? Like, I don't yeah. know that people that like. I don't know people that want to be known as down. I think everyone wants to be equal. We're all yeah. equal in the eyes of God. Everyone's equal. White, black, Asian, gay, whatever you are. Or, or even Hopefully that's not even how you actually say who you are. You're just a person who happens to yeah. be that. But you're fucking equal. Uh, yeah. There's no like, laws of rule. Well, you, had, you know, I don't think it's funny if you, if you punch down unless it's ironically like Jezelnik or Silverman. Like, get out of my fucking face. I, oh, like, my God. Has somebody actually said that to you before? Yes, yes. So Jezelik does it ironically, but everyone else is just, we're serious. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? You're like, you're like, what? Leave me, like, leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> let me fucking make people laugh. If they want to laugh, great. If not, great. Let the fucking free market decide and just, yeah. just get out. Stop telling people what they can laugh at, what they can't laugh yeah. at. Stop getting offended on behalf of people. Um, oh, God. Well, that's, that's all of it. That's literally all of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I had to call Roxanne Modifier last week. Roxanne, people are telling me I'm being mean to you. I love your jokes. Are you kidding? I'll call off the white knights. She calls those people white. She herself is like calling off the white knights. You know? Yeah. You know Wait, what was this with Roxanne? I missed this. I was just a 10-year challenge, and I had like McLovin turn into Roxanne oh. Modifier. And she's like, that's <laughs> hilarious. Me and Roxanne yeah. train together. Like, we, we've, we've grappled a lot, me and Roxanne. Like, I like Roxanne yeah. a lot. She's a really good person. Um, she's just cool as shit. But uh, anyway, back to me not ranting. Uh, we had a wrestling match, right? We had our first match. Oh, shit. Awesome. That's right. And it's, you know, our first match was supposed to be weeks ago because of COVID. Totally fucked up our season. Because normally yeah. the kids train over at the high school during break, and they couldn't do that. And then this kid got COVID, that kid got COVID, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. You have to wear masks during practice, which I even said, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm not going to enforce this. Like, I, I go, I, but I didn't say that. I go, I have really bad eyesight, so if your mask falls off, I won't be able to see it. But I'm like, man, this sport's hard enough without a fucking mask. And like, you have to wear a mask while you yeah. roll on the mat. That's absurd. Yeah. I, the only the good thing I think is like in five years, we're going to have the best athletes because people are going to be having to wear masks while they're sprinting and wrestling. So they're going to yeah. be like that much better. But even so, I'm like, man, it's hard enough to get a kid to come out to wrestling. Now you put a mask yeah. on their face while they're, you know, this is just not anyway. So we had our, our first match. And it's so funny because we had all last year off because of COVID. So normally, you know, I have six, sevens and eight, you know, the kids get good. They're good in sixth grader. They're okay. They're great in seventh or they're great in eighth. And they're eighth. They're usually great. They just stuck it out, you know? Um, but we had no returning kids. So it's like, it's having a brand oh, new, wow. I had a brand new team, you know, I had like yeah. two kids that returned. And, uh, so I tell the referee, I go, listen, we, you know, we, we haven't had that many practices and I only have them twice a week for an hour and 15 minutes a day, you know, usually an hour by the time like the kids have to leave early or whatever. So yeah. we just not do like, I go, you know, I haven't, it's a lot of times like if somebody doesn't do the referee's position or the right direction, they'll call a point, like a warning yeah. point or lock hands. You can't lock hands unless you have the kid in a pinning position. Right. So it's yeah. So it's hard to explain that to people. Well, unless you have a leg, you can't lock your hands. And so I go, so, hey, listen, can we not, you know, could you not, you know, make, make the call, blow the whistle, but 
this will be a little easy on these, these points, you know. And the other coaches yeah. were like, absolutely. And the refs were like, totally get it, blah, blah, blah. So cut to, like, it was a competitive match. My kid was down, like, five to four. The other kid locked hands. I go, ref, locking hands. <laughs> like, like, I went right back to, like, I'm the one who of made course. The, I'm the one who made the fucking big stint about locking hands. And now all of a sudden yeah. I'm screaming, locking hands, ref. Dude, it, but this was, like, one of the hardest things I've ever had to coach because normally I have other coaches, but my two other coaches couldn't make it. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm, I was going to bring my daughter, but I'm like, okay, don't bring my daughter. It was two matches at the same time. So there was like back to, so I'm in the middle coach. And then I got, my kids are wrestling at the same time. Most of the times so I'm having to look yeah. at one kid and look at the other kid and look at one kid. And these kids are like, you know, it's not like they know what they're doing a lot of times. It's a lot of scrambling, going to their backs, like doing everything wrong, reaching back, you know, like things that just, you know, going for head and arms <laughs> off the top. So like, one score is like 11 to 9. The other one's like 15 to, to 12. And I'm like, I'm screaming fucking back. And, and then I don't want a parent to be like, well, why wasn't the route he coaching my kid? You know, because every parent's going to be like, well, the coach. Of course. And I have nobody that knows what they're doing. Like literally nobody. <laughs> that, a lot, I mean, my other You have coach, no Tyler, assistant at all. No, another coach, Tyler, I like, but he's a jujitsu guy. So half the time, even – I don't even like what the fuck he's even yelling. I'm not telling him, hey, man, like, he's like, you know, shoulders down. I'm like, dude, this is not jujitsu. Like, no pulling guard in this fucking – like, just I'm telling him, like, we're – yeah, so it was a lot of that, dude. It was – my my voice was gone from screaming because I don't know how to – I don't know how to, like – and then I had to go do a – drive to Orange County to do a show in, like, yeah. a basement in front of 100 people, the hottest chicks ever. And I'm like, hey guys, like, I can barely fucking <laughs> screaming and my head's still where that was, but it was cool. Yeah. I thought we were going to get murdered. Cause I, I like, I like roll in and my kids are like, so, uh, yeah, they're, they have the single legs, all they, their heads on the wrong side, the double legs are not like basic shit. I'm like, Oh God, you know, stand up. <laughs> I'm looking over at the other team. They're doing Japanese arm throws. And like, I, just, I think I was just looking at the wrong kids because my kids, each of them pretty much won a match. Most kids. Oh, won really? Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did good. Uh, we did really good. So, did your school beat the other school? They didn't keep score because there was four okay. other those four other schools, three other schools. But we pretty much would have been probably even. It would have been a tie because it was like yeah. He went one and one. Uh, one kid though who I I had to kick them out of like five out of seven practices so far, or five out of eight. And then it's just the kid just constantly either just talking, making fart jokes, mimicking me. I'm trying to give a speech. He's answering me. All right, guys, you know, this is our big day. No, it's not. Okay, like, just fucking. <laughs> so he gets pinned, right? And he's in the cradle. The kid's cradling him. And he's going to the ref. I'm not pinned while he's being pinned. He's like, my shoulder's <laughs> up. Then he walks off the mat. And I go, all right, man, listen, you got caught. He goes, you didn't teach me how to get out of that. I go, first of all, <laughs> yes, I did. You were probably kicked out at that point. But I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is my fault. This is all my – just this fucking kid. Yeah, exactly. And but, second of all, you're not supposed to get be put into a cradle. Right. You got to do defense before that. That's what my, my middle school coach – one time I go, how do I – I go – one time I was, I was being pinned in seventh grade, and I was like, hey, but I had a nice bridge, right? And my coach goes, if I want to see a bridge, I'm going to move to Brooklyn. And, uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. But it's like – it's true, though. It's like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard. And then I got this little girl on my team who I love coaching, but basically her, her brother is like a star athlete. I had her brother and she's mad that her brother's getting all the attention. 
so she joined wrestling to get the attention away from her brother. Like, this is why she's joining the team. She's yeah. like most, um, a lot of times we get girls who are kind of tomboyish, you know? This one is not at all uh, a tomboy. Like she's like girly standing like this. And I'm like, she's like I'm like, okay guys, we got to do sprawl. She's like, I haven't had coffee in three days. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, none of the people that were there for pinned are on any of your teams now, right? They're all, they're all uh, in high school. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. I had to tell one kid though, like one kid won and acted like he'd like won the world series, you know? So I had to tell the kids, hey, man, act like you've been there before. I'm like, we don't want yeah. to teach this. You know, we don't want to the teams thinking that we're a bunch of dickheads, right? And then yeah. I, I said the word dickheads, and I'm like, oh, I probably can't say dickheads around. <laughs> Dude, then we had one kid that would not shoot. One of my best kids. I guess he's like one of these kids, like, I said he's like the Mike Pyle of middle school, where, like, in practice, he's just the fucking greatest ever. Yeah, but, yeah. So he's, he's like, I'm like, why aren't you shooting? He looks at me during the match, and he goes, I'm a defensive specialist. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> this is then he gets put on his back three seconds later, and I'm like, yeah, some fucking defensive specialist, right? So then, <laughs> then I was like, it's it's a third round, right? It's it's like three to three, and I'm like, I go, do you want to wrestle? Uh, he's like, yeah. I go, then why are we not shooting? He goes, oh, yeah. my finger hurts. I go, just take this fucking kid down and pin him, right? And I, and I, yeah. I said, fucking, and I'm like, oh no, um, uh, but. but Exactly what he did. He just took him down and pinned him. Like it was. Oh, so he won. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But normally, normally I, I go the other way. I try to like make the kids laugh if they're too stressed out. But that's always failed me. I'm like, so you have a girlfriend yeah. or any good parties coming up? And like that, it's always that's always backfired. So yeah. uh, I think you know. Anyway, Lauren Murphy, how are you doing? What's up? Coaching how's... the kids, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's dude. We had we had one kid come to the match, right? And he's not on the team. So I look at him and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey man, sorry man, this is for kids on the team. Uh, and he goes, oh, I'm his emotional support friend. <laughs> I like, I like let him stay. I'm like, all right, you can stay. Yeah, yeah, you're like, okay. That's pretty good. Like, yeah, Dude. all that stuff you were talking about about not being a dickhead to the other team and and yeah. showing up with a competitive spirit and how not to be an asshole when you win or lose. That's all stuff that I wish I had learned when I was a kid, but instead I had to learn it when I was like 30 years old in the UFC. <laughs> you, were never, you were never a bad sport either way. Oh yeah, a couple times. <laughs> you, might not have been the, you might not have been there for that, Adam. What, 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 what are some of the things that you've done, the, like bad sportsmanship? Oh, uh, let's see, bad sportsmanship. Oh, I think like just, Mm, being so tense about like winning or losing and like forgetting to have fun that definitely happened to me on ultimate fighter um like looking past your opponent and looking like at the end result i've done that super publicly before um yeah. caitlin chukagian and i got into it uh after we fought and she beat me i called her a cunt and then like <laughs> we kind of got into it on twitter a little bit we were never best friends after that <laughs> wow you called her a cunt on wow. Twitter, yeah, yeah, on Twitter. Whoa. Now, I'm why, surprised why your you Twitter wasn't banned. Why, yeah, why? Well, I, I don't think it's that bad of a word. I know a lot of women in America are super against the C word, but I am like, I, I could not care less. I, you know, whatever. I feel like females have the, like, like how black people can say the N word, females can say the C word, which is like, <laughs> like, like there's never going to be a, a, oh, you said the word cunt to a girl, like a girl, like, right? Like, we don't have a word that we can that only white people can say white guys, which is probably good. Who gives a shit? But but uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, there's been a couple times. I just wish I had learned those lessons, you know, when I was younger, if I had had a, if I had been in wrestling at all and maybe had a wrestling coach that could have given me some guidance. <laughs> I don't think you swear <laughs> the kids is like, it's not even registering on like their life lessons that they're learning from wrestling and from you, you know, swearing. They were all like, looking at parents. They were all laughing when I said dickhead. Like they were all like, <laughs> like we got a cool coach kind of a thing, you know? Uh, so I was like, I, I like felt cool. I felt, you know, it's even crazier. So this little, this little kid who's black, he was he coming to practice. Right. And he was like watching practice and I could tell he like wanted to wrestle. So I'm like, Hey man, you want to come to practice? See so the kid comes and I gave him my shoes. I had these like, shoes. I got like these fucking great wrestling shoes. And the kid wins the match. Dude, the smile on this kid's face, like literally like, oh, like, I mean, it, that makes everything worth it. Laura Murphy, <laughs> um, so are you still in Dallas? No, I'm in Houston, so. Yes. Yeah, I've been here for a couple of years now. Fucking love it. We love Houston, it's the shit. Yeah, yeah, okay, so you moved. Now, you, originally you guys moved to Dallas or you moved, moved to Houston? We moved to Houston. Yeah, I've never lived in Dallas, but I've, I think uh, Joe's competed there a few times, and then I've been up there a couple times for different shit. So you were at Fortis, right? Mm -mm, I've never been to Fortis. Uh, I've never met that coach. I know, Adam, it's like we've never met almost. <laughs> why, do I, why do I always think that you train with the Black Beast for some reason? We do, but we're, but we're in Houston, so we both train with Bob Perez down at Main Street. Ah, got it. Yeah, I, yeah. And you're Close. still there, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I train all over Houston. Um. The the good thing about Houston is there's so many different places to train. Like, uh, there's just so many world-renowned coaches, gyms, training partners out here. It's it's awesome. There's high-level jujitsu and boxing and Muay Thai. So I, I do float around a lot. But in my last five fights, it's been Bob, Alex Cisne, and my husband in my corner. Nice. Now, I think your husband's great. He got some slack for the last time, right? Which he, people said people were going after him, right? Like, because That's he – Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm like, this fucking guy, your husband, took you, you guys together, to a world fucking championship. Yeah. Like, literally, someone who walks through a gym at 23 or 22 with no combat experience, you're now fighting a world, a girl who's had 90 fucking kickboxing fights, who's <laughs> yeah. like a murderer row, and he knows you better than anyone. And he's telling you things, and because maybe it's not you're not performing to whatever, everyone's like, she needs to get rid of that coach. And I'm like, why would, like, now? But like, Yeah, because DC fucking ran his mouth. DC sat in the commentator booth and fucking ran his uh. mouth about my husband. And it's like, DC has literally never cornered his wife in a championship fucking anything. And so I know DC would have loved to have seen my husband, like, be a bigger asshole to me and really kick me in the ass to get me going in that fight. But the truth is, is that the reason I married my husband is because he's a good man and he treats me with kindness all the time, even in a championship fight, even in high pressure situations. And I don't want to be married to a guy that has like this hidden asshole gear that he can kick it into whenever he thinks it's necessary. So I'm very happy that I'm married to a guy that treats me with respect and kindness in all kinds of situations. And if I need somebody in my corner to get in my ass, it's definitely not going to be my husband. And I'm just so sad that DC roasted him like that because DC doesn't have any idea how the dynamics of coaching plus a marriage, the way that our corner works. DC didn't know what he was talking about that night. And uh, he roasted my husband really for no fucking reason. My husband is a fucking hero. Like my husband's literally a hero. DC just- Why do you really think he roasted him? Why do you think, why do you think DC roasted him so much? 
Uh, I think DC really tends to make it about him. So DC saw the fight and he thought to himself, this is what I would have preferred. This is what DC would have liked. And it yeah. doesn't matter what DC would have liked because it ain't DC's fight. He's not the one in there fighting. So but it doesn't matter what want, DC would have preferred. The last thing you want to do, who the fuck did I matter? Who's this guy? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why DC is going to struggle as a commentator because as fighters, we make it all about us. We have to be selfish and we have to make it all about us. And that's how we win fights and that's how we compete. As a commentator, you have to make it all about the fighters. Do you know what I'm saying? And so for DC to want, you know, make it all about him, it just shows that he hasn't really crossed over from being an athlete to being a commentator yet, you know? So it's okay. It's just, you know, DC's going to learn too, just like the rest of us. But I think the way that he talked about my husband that night was so uncalled for. My husband's literally a hero. He's one of the best men on earth. I mean, your, your husband knows you. What would you have done differently had you, like, all of a sudden, the fight's next week, you get to fight Chepchenko again, what would you have done differently? Well, honestly, a couple, there's a couple things that really went wrong that to this day, I'm not sure. I think we did the best we could. So one thing that went wrong was I had, like, a bacterial gut infection. Um, it's called C. diff. And so I was really sick. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, um, That's serious. Yeah, it's real serious. And, um, um. I had it through the fight. I mean, I had it after the fight and everything. I got um, a dental procedure done. They gave me antibiotics. Because of the antibiotics, I developed C. diff. Um, and so during the camp, I had oral surgery, and that's what I had the antibiotics for. I also had a concussion during camp. And so by the time I showed up to the fight, I was just pretty depleted, honestly. And then the C. diff kind of got in my head. The, the other thing that happened was my coach got COVID. My head coach got COVID. And so they wouldn't let him corner me for the fight. And so those, those two things, it's like the choice with C. diff was either fight with, either fight with this bacterial gut infection or fight on antibiotics. Those are your options, you know? Yeah. And so we made the best choice we could make in that, in that moment. We decided to go ahead and fight without antibiotics, right? Because I thought the antibiotics might make me feel worse than the C. diff would. Mm -hmm. um, when we got to fight week and they said my coach couldn't be there and that um, he wouldn't be able to corner me. It's like in that moment, we made the best decision we could. It was like, we made the decision to go forward with the fight, but then Joe was out there cornering me basically by himself without our head coach there. He was trying to take over the striking aspect and the grappling aspect. Joe's not my striking coach. He's not an elite striker and he's out there cornering against one of the most elite strikers in the UFC without my head coach there. Like, there was just a lot going on that night that people really didn't know about. But if DC had been a little more observant, he could have seen that we were down one man in the corner. He could have seen that we were short one coach if he had really been paying attention. But he was, he was too busy talking about what DC would have preferred. So, Chachenko, was her speed, like, was that, were you not expecting her to be that fast? Oh, I was expecting her to be fast. Um, yeah, I knew she, I mean, I kind of go into every fight assuming they're going to be faster than me. <laughs> you know, let's not play around. <laughs> but um, yeah, I knew she was going to be that fast. What caught me by surprise was that I couldn't see the punches that she was throwing. So people are faster than me, but if I can see what they're throwing at me, that's totally different than getting hit by a punch you can't even see coming. Does that make sense? And that's never really happened to me before in a fight. I mean, well, normal, a lot of times you just bully people. Cause you're so strong so yeah you just get them up against the cage and take them down and just pound the shit out of them uh and i see it was, was she 
like much stronger than any of the other girls that you fought or was it something that just how come you couldn't bully her um every time i came forward she hit me fucking hard <laughs> so i was like okay that's not working out very well <laughs> and uh like i said i couldn't see him coming so i was like she might actually knock me out with one of these punches which was it I've because never of the felt. angles was it because she had like odd angles that you weren't anticipating or is it the speed uh, I think it was the speed and probably her angles. I know she was hitting me with a check right hook, but I couldn't see her like loaded up. I couldn't see her like all I would feel was it landing and I couldn't see it coming at all, you know? Um, and that was the punch that started like the last sequence of the fight. That was the punch that like really put me on roller skates. Um, but yeah, out of, and then one time I did get her to the cage and, um, I grabbed her leg. I was going to go for a takedown and it felt like I was moving a statue. It felt like I was trying to move like a boulder. And so uh, I didn't get the takedown. And I really actually, we went back to the corner after that round and I almost, almost sat down in the corner and was like, well, we're fucked. <laughs> I don't have anything for you. <laughs> but I, then the cameras were on me and I didn't, I was like, fuck, you know, my coach is watching from a hotel somewhere. Like I'm not, you know, I don't want to do that. So anyway, um, it was a pretty hopeless feeling. She's very, very, very good at everything. You know, well, so there's not a lot of weakness. And so are you. I mean, I just think that it was one of those nights you had, you had a rough night. And, but but I, I don't know. I just was like, the whole time, I'm like, Lauren's going to get her. Lauren's going to get her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you don't understand Lauren. She's fucking, dude, this is a, and it was just, it just you know, it shit happens. But you're, what, one fight away from getting a title shot again? I mean, you're right there, two fights away. It's yeah. Not, so... I think, um, I think, yeah, I, so Valentina's, it's crazy to even think about, but I watched her fight all these girls before me, like Chuke Gian and Andrade, and those girls, they would break and get finished, and like, and then they were never trying to get back to the championship, like Chuke Gian had a bunch of opportunities to call out uh, Valentina again, and just never did, and I thought, like, why, 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 why are those girls doing that, and now I kind of understand why they broke, and like, just how good Valentina actually is. And I think that for me to feel confident to face her, I would have to have like at least three really good performances, like in the top 10 outstanding fucking performances where I'm feeling myself. And maybe if I have three really good performances like that, then, then I would feel comfortable asking for a title shot. What's up people bet online. I'd like to wish you a very happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. It's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to get started. They got football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, check them out now. Now, normally you always text me back, win or lose. Like, you always, like, I text you, I call you. And then, yeah. I don't want to be like, what am I going to, like, you know, I, I go, I'll go give her some space uh, because. I, so I texted you. I didn't get back. I'm like, ah, fuck. And I was like, oh, I hope she's not. Because were you depressed? I mean, depressed, depressed? Or did you, like, how do you, how do you handle that? Ooh, I was sad. <laughs> I was so sad. You know, and so it took a while really to sink in, like, everything that had happened. 
um, after, after a couple of weeks, we started like looking back at the camp and looking back at things that we should have done differently. And then, um, and that, you know, it was a hard process, like looking at what we did wrong, look, like looking at that fight and saying like, I felt like this, I reacted like this, I performed shitty and here's the reasons why. Uh, that's a hard process to go through, you know, but we're, and we're still going through it. You know, it's, it's getting better. Obviously I'm happier now, but yeah, I went through a couple months where I was really depressed and sad and didn't really want to leave the house. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm a professional athlete. Uh, winning is awesome. I love to win. Losing sucks. This is my livelihood, but I also have an awesome life. Like there's just no, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, so and you also sucks. lost to possibly the goat. I mean, she, she's probably at this point, I think she could probably take out Amanda. Here, right. Here, yeah, I don't, no, I don't even know her story. This girl was like, all right, quick summation. She was 15 years old. Her dad was a pilot, died, died flying a plane. She left 50 grand fucking parties her fucking ass off. <laughs> has a, has a, has a kid ends up on heroin, but loses custody of the kid fucking gets custody back, half custody, takes a jiu-jitsu class with the kid. Fucking six years later, she's fighting Chepchenko. Six years like, later. Fucking. Uh, like, so I, I took a jiu-jitsu class with my son, and then four years later, I was in the UFC. And then, four, and then like four years after, well, like four or five years after that, I fought the champion. The other girl started when she was yeah. four. I mean, she's had, but she had 120 fucking, fights where you were in rehab i mean not saying that you you can't beat her because i think you can i think i mean look i think juliana pena proved that anyone doesn't fucking matter you know right. um but let's you know let's take a step back for a second and go look how far we've come and look how far we're gonna come i mean you know yeah so, yeah, no, it's not, it's not always, you know, it's not, I was just talking about this yesterday. Like, it's not always about what you've accomplished. Sometimes it's more about the ground that you've covered, <laughs> you know, yeah. and if you look at like yeah. where we started, you know, like we've made it pretty fucking far. And there was a time where I just literally wanted to pay off my debt. I was like, I'm just going to fight until all my debt, like my court debt, you know, is paid off. And now it's like so much more like my son has like a college account and we own a really nice house and I gotten to have some really cool experiences in the UFC and, and beyond, you know, but yeah, it definitely didn't start like that. <laughs> so, I mean, you have to like, I mean, come on. Chicheco literally like a fucking machine. Like those, those kids from Russia, they like, they, they fucking factory. I mean, look, I'm yeah. telling you. you saw Rocky four. You know what they do with them. <laughs> This is yeah, she's a robot, dude. And I didn't think I didn't think she would be like that. I thought, oh, she's human. I fought lots of girls. They all fucking are human at some point. But man, Chev, she's something else. <laughs> she's, somebody's she's somebody's little... gonna beat her. Somebody will beat her. Somebody will beat her. Like just like you know Nunez. Uh, but it almost like takes like a Juliana Pe like even with Pena. I'm like, dude, this girl doesn't give a shit. Like she's convinced she's gonna win. Uh, it's like when I used to watch uh. Tiffany Haddish do comedy. I used to watch her bomb for an hour straight and then come off stage with, like she fucking murdered. Like, there are certain people that just don't give a fuck. Lauren, yeah. unfortunately, you're not one of those people. Uh, I know, I know. How can we do this, Adam? We need to find a way to give less fucks. Yeah, you have to really, but you have to actually not have whatever the disease you had in your fucking gut and like, be, you know. Be <laughs> her, well, yeah, uh, with all those things that went, went bad for you that week and also, do you have any new game plan if you were to have a rematch with her? Is there something oh, like, would, oh, this is the element? 
I would smoke a lot more weed probably if I was gonna play Shevchenko again. <laughs> I'd be a lot less stressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't know. If I was gonna fight Chev, I think there was definitely like a disconnect. This is a weird way to put it, but it's just fucking true. Like I didn't really understand the assignment, <laughs> you know? Like Calvin Cater the other night, he understood mm -hmm. the assignment. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that yeah, that yeah, should yeah. Like I should have been fighting like that. And um, I guess I just could not shake the idea that at some point she was just going to be like everybody else, but she's not like everybody else. And uh, that's why she's the champion. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn, but God damn it. We're learning it. <laughs> we're yeah. learning it. Do you think a brawl would be the best way to beat her though? But like, cause it seems like anybody who has to outpoint her is going to lose. But yeah, you think I, yeah, I think the way to beat her would be if your corner man handed you a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no i honestly don't know because you know on the ground we went to the ground and she was on top and i was still like okay we're on the ground i feel good here we're gonna make something happen here we're gonna scramble here no fuck no she held me down like nobody's ever held me down before i've trained with men wow. i've trained with I've, I've won jujitsu worlds. I've competed at high level in jujitsu. I've rolled with Mackenzie Dern and other world champions. Nobody's ever held me down the way that uh, Valentina did. You know, side so, control? She had you in side control? No, she had me in top half guard and she was looking to pass to mount. And so we kind of got into a little battle with our legs where I was trying to keep her from passing to mount, but she, her top pressure was uh extremely heavy <laughs> it was very good and again like you're right adam somebody's gonna come along and beat her and they're probably gonna make it look kind of easy and then we're all you know i'm gonna feel real stupid but like that night i'm telling you it felt like a, it felt like a different animal when i watched her throw jessica eye on her head like <laughs> like she was like she threw her on her head like she was a child yeah like a fucking pretty strong person like she yeah and then head kicked her into Bolivian. But Pena was beating her. Juliana Pena was actually winning until she got caught with the triangle. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think you have to have, like, I, I wish there was a way to, maybe there is somewhere to, like, one of these life coaches that, like, they tell you, like, how to not give a fuck what anyone thinks of you. Um, I know. I know. Because, like, yeah, even Juliana Pena, who didn't give a fuck, still went out there and got armbarred, you know? Like, yeah, armbar, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armbar, whatever. Yeah, but fuck. I don't know. I don't know. We, try, we were thinking, like, okay, maybe we'll get a guy and <laughs> Valentina will fall in love with him and get distracted during fight week and then she'll be operating. Hilarious. <laughs> you know, like, we're like hilarious. trying the to get my friends pot. to like go to her room. And, like, <laughs> That's what I was thinking about Kanye. You know, everyone's like Kanye West now is flipping out about Pete Davidson. You know what he's doing? Kanye's making- oh, Didn't he like buy a house or something across from Kim? Yeah, and then he's making songs <laughs> saying he's gonna kick his ass. And then- <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's doing all this shit, right? I'm like, he, he, during his concert, he's like, dedicating songs to her. The problem is, here's the problem, is that Kim Kardashian's sister, Courtney, right, is dating uh, who, the guy Travis, whatever his name is. Uh, Travis Barker, yeah. Right, and then the other girl uh, that they're friends with, Megan, Megan Fox, they're like a little trio, is dating, and then is dating Machine, Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly. So they all want a fucking triple date. So he has to break those up. He's focused mm -hmm. on the, if he breaks them up, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to hang out with, and they should be like, what the fuck am I doing with this to Pete? But they all want to hang out. <laughs> oh, did you call Pete? Did you call? Because they're all fucking. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Dude, that's yeah. the way to do it. You have to think outside the box there. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he's going for a direct fucking, no, man. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta break up the friends. He's gonna yeah. need a couple wingmen too, probably. Now, now also, you don't get a street cred, try to pick a fight with Pete Davidson. He's 6'5, <laughs> 104 pounds. Well, Jake, <laughs> Paul, well, Jake Paul said he wants to fight him now because he has Kanye's back. But, like, now, uh, yeah, it's fucking the whole thing. Jake is- Paul and Kanye together. I know. Can you imagine? Kanye's uh, gonna find the next fucking thriller or something. Dude, it's, it's crazy. The whole the whole thing is nuts. Now I gotta ask. Now when you're depressed, right? Sometimes my wife's depressed, uh, or I'm depressed, and then I just like just fuck her. Like I just bang her, bang her really good. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, does your husband go and just lay down, Lauren, and just smash until you get feel better, or no? Or do you well, even. Even when I'm not depressed, yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, but you know what? Guys always think this, Adam. Guys always do this. They go, oh, you're sad? Oh, you're depressed? You know what would make you feel better if you gave me a blowjob? <laughs> oh, really? That but, but, yeah, guys always do that. That's what guys always think. They're like, oh, you're sad? You want to have sex with me, right? And like, no, not always. Just fucking rub our back or, you yeah. know, tell us we look pretty or something. But guys are always like, oh, she's sad. So, sure, for sure. I mean, okay. so do you throw him out of the room? Because he's also your trainer. Do you throw him out of the room? Or, because <laughs> I'm like, my like, coach said no sex before a fight. Sorry. <laughs> but he's also like a, a Marine, right? Was he a, a, a Marine? No, he was in the Air Force. Well, he is in the Air Force. He's a senior master sergeant. So does he like stealth bomber you, like fucking like hide underneath and out of the closet <laughs> and just fucking like incoming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's what I would do. I, I would want to make you laugh. I would think after sex, you'd at least forget about the fight. Although, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I don't Phil, know. I feel like I got fucked pretty Bill, hard. Like, that, a fucking so. chick makes you feel better, Bill, over something? What's that? What do I do? No, have you ever been depressed where a chick like bangs you to happiness? Oh, I mean, I, w- I will definitely say um, threesomes, 100%, are like, they're better than Zoloft, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Lauren, I know Lauren. She's not bringing in any fucking chick. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, no, not, no, it's not happening unless they want to die. <laughs> well, that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Lauren, yeah, Lauren's, Lauren's a hottie, but she's also a ride or die chick. Like, she's not, like, she's with you forever. And, and her, her husband's, like, the coolest fucking, he's a black belt. He's, like, six foot six, and he's just got oh. that, like, chill demeanor about him yeah. where, like, you could tell nothing really gets to him. But if he gets yeah. mad, he'll fucking murder you. Like he's just one of those yeah. guys. But that, but that, that point is high, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. He's, uh, he's got a long fuse, you know. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> he's a really good guy. Like, like I was saying, like he's the best. So, but you've met him before, Adam. Like, he's one Adam. of the coolest. You guys from honestly have not met someone from Alaska that I didn't like. I don't know. Oh, really? Alaskan people are just like. It's almost like a different cut. They're not like part of America. It's they're just like different. Like like what's your name's boyfriends from uh, Paige Van Zant? Everybody was trying to fuck Paige Van Zant, and some fucking dopey guy from Alaska comes along, and uh, he's just the chillest fucking guy. Like you, you met Austin, right? I haven't met him, no. But I knew I did hear he was from Alaska, and then um, yeah, like Sonny's from Alaska. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My, me and Gina used to hang out. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about that because now she's a female. <laughs> Dude, she was with me. So me and Gina used to date, right? Like, I wouldn't say date. So I go to watch the fight and she's fighting, right? And now she's dating Tim Elliott. And they're like together, together. And he's like a real nice guy, Tim Elliott. 
I don't, I don't really know him. And I don't know that he knows that I used to date Gina, right? So, right. Uh, so me and someone else, we sneak down to the front to watch the fight. Cause we're like, it's really early. And of course I'm in Tim Elliott's seat. Like out of all the, <laughs> out of all the people, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So he goes, no man, you can sit here. He goes, you were here first. And I didn't know what he meant by that. Like, I didn't know he, if he meant like you were here for like, but thank God I was just like, ha 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 and walked away. Cause I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he meant the seat. He didn't mean Gina. Like, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, but Tim, Tim's a good dude though. He's actually a really nice guy. So we did the same thing. Like uh, back in the day, it was, it was years and years ago. Like when Uriah Hall was first in the UFC and he was real popular, you know? And we did the same thing. We had seats, but we like snuck down to the front because there was nobody there yet. Well, yeah. we were in fucking Uriah's, Uriah Hall's seat and he went and got an usher. This usher oh, was like, on. I know, this fucking usher's like 105 years old and it's like Methuselah, you know? And uh, fucking Uriah Hall brought him over and made the usher come over to us and fucking tell us to get out of the seats. He's like, these belong to somebody else. I'm gonna have to ask you to move. And it was like Uriah Hall standing behind and mean mugging us. I'm like, oh come, so man! Weird. You couldn't just fucking come ask us yourself. You know damn well we ain't got these seats. <laughs> you know, you know damn well we'll just move over. <laughs> That's why he'll never be a champion, Uriah Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Handle your own business, shit. <laughs> Dude, Uriah Hall is like such a nice guy, but I just think he's bad with like people. Like he's bad with conflict. I could see him doing that because, dude, and, and it's so funny because. He has the worst luck and stuff. Like he, he was at the MMA awards. I'm with him at the MMA awards, and it was and it was the year that like Israel Adesanya won every award. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people kept congratulating Uriah Hall because they thought he was Israel Adesanya. <laughs> and and he's like, after like the fifth time, he's like, why do people keep telling me congratulations? And I I had to break it to him like, bro, I'm I'm pretty sure they think that you're Israel Adesanya. Yeah. And the look on his face. You know America is racist, right? You get <laughs> yeah. that. Dude, the look at his face, <laughs> I was like, it was so sad. I was, I was like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but he's cool. He came to my comedy show and he's like, he's like, I should be offended by your jokes, but I really like them. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like okay, cool. <laughs> uh, now, now, Lauren, have you and your, have you and your uh, boyfriend ever been out and like an altercation happened or someone tried to pick a fight with you? Was there ever like a public thing where something went down and like you guys were in the mix and you had to stop it or get involved? Uh, no, not really because mostly like if we're together, like a man would never talk shit to me and women just don't like women see me and they just know, like don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, but so women never really pick fights with me, but there's been a couple times where I've had Joe go kick somebody's ass, like at an open mat or like yeah. at an open sparring. Like if a guy like, fucking tries to hurt me or is going crazy uh, yeah. on me or something like that then i'll be like hey joe go regulate that guy <laughs> go wow, I like that. wow. <laughs> that, that's really so a guy was sparring with you landing, landing too many rights or something right and then you, <laughs> you went up to him and said hey and then he was like hey but you guys are way, different weight classes right i mean so okay so there so so sparring like stand-up sparring there's only been one time where joe stepped in and was like get out like there was, and it was actually during the fight camp. It was like a guy, the guy that gave me the concussion. Um, we were sparring and he cracked me a couple times and the guy's big, he's like 180 pounds. And so Joe was like, you know, uh, <laughs> you're never gonna spar with my wife again, like get out, you know? And so that was a big thing, but more like jujitsu. Like if we go to an open mat or if we're at a new school or um, if it's just a hard jujitsu class 
and some guy is like fucking trying to hurt me or just being a dick like I don't, you know, just shit guys do cross-facing super hard or fucking muscling you around. Then I'll be like, hey, Joe, that guy was a fucking dick. <laughs> and he'll go take care of it. <laughs> wow. yeah. Bill, Bill, how do you go uh, against uh, when you're rolling with, like, high-level females? It, it's been a while, to be honest with you. The last, when I was, I mean, at Henzo Gracie's, there's a, there's a bunch. Um, and usually, uh, I mean, they're feisty. A lot of them are, like, really feisty. And so it's, you know, it's weird because you don't want to be too hard, but you also don't want to be submitted by a woman. That sounds awful, but you just really don't want to be submitted no, by a and woman. We, and we don't want you to go light on us. So I know. So, yeah. I know. So my, my rule these days, this is kind of my rule now that I've developed over a long time. And actually, Valentina does this too. This is her rule as well, is that I've trained with people the same size as me. So it yeah. really keeps injuries to a minimum. The only exception I would make would be like training with my husband, who's obviously not my size, but we know each other so well, or like a coach or a high level black belt, something like that. But for the most part, if my training partners are my size, then we're all safe. Okay, this, I, happened, I, this happened to me real quick. I was at Alliance in New York City just a few weeks ago when I was filming something there. And there was a woman there and she was a small, she's probably 115. And I was going light. She was like, you don't have to go light. I'm like, okay. And then like, I, at one point I like, and I was going, I turtled up and she put her forearm around my side. So I trapped it with, you know, I did the, this trap and I flipped her yeah. over and she flew over one. And let off this big, <laughs> it's my first day at Alliance. When this oh no. And she told and everyone's you looking at me and I'm like, light. I look like this asshole who came in throwing this little Asian girl around. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Have you, ever yeah, had a girl so for, have you ever had a girl go for heel hooks or something during like a fight camp and you're just like, what are you doing? Or a guy go for heel hooks or knee bars or something where it could really hurt you? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't mind that so much because um, like I'm not a white belt and, you know, and a heel hook or something somebody might do in an MMA fight. But more like if a guy's like bench pressing you off the top of them or just like, I don't know, cranking on your neck super hard. Like, you know, and if they weigh more than you, then obviously there's a big you know, uh, discrepancy there in strength, explosion, pound for pound strength, cardio, all of it. So, but yeah, if I just go with guys that are about my size, then it negates a lot of that. So, so what do you think about Misha going to 125? Wait, noise, wait, noise for babies. Hmm? <laughs> Misha going Sorry. To oh, you're good. Uh, I love it. I'm, I'm stoked. I, uh, I hope she has a great camp. I hope she stays injury free and healthy and, um, makes 125 pretty easily. I think she'll be big and strong at this weight. So have you already, is it already signed you and her? I, I have my bout agreement sitting on my printer. I just need to sign it and send it back. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know what? I'll do it right now. We'll do it on the show. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'll go get it. That's awesome. <laughs> now that's a high profile fight for you. I mean that. Means, oh yeah. I mean, it's probably gonna be made event, right? Uh, I don't know. I know it's a fight night, so that would be sweet if it was a main event. I mean, she's a former champion. I'm ranked number three. Hey, <laughs> did Caitlin Chukagian not get re-signed? Are we all getting bumped up the rankings? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. No, she probably got re-signed. I, mean, where, where, I should where? say they should re-sign her, but they might not. They might not. I mean, where's she going, though? She's not going to go to Bellator or PFL. I mean, she's got nowhere else. I mean, it seems like, uh, who knows? I don't know. So I can, so I can see why the UFC would tell her, never mind, because, um, you know, people don't, she's a decisionator. Like people don't love watching her fight. Okay. And she's kind of clogging up the division because she beats everybody and nobody cares. So 
that sucks. It's frustrating because she's so fucking good. So I think the well, UFC. It, 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 it says it says despite her three fights in a row, it was reported on January sixteenth, the bout with Jennifer Maya was the last fight on a contract, and she claimed declined to negotiate a new contract with her. So she's technically now a free agent. So yeah, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know where. If I were if I were her though, I would go to PFL. I would shoot for that million dollars because she is good enough and light enough on her feet. She might be able to get by them one fifty five or. She'll get murdered by Kayla Harrison. Yeah, yeah Kayla's I mean, a beast. I mean, that's not even <laughs> gonna be. And I, I, I like him. That's a one twenty five pounder versus a one forty five pounder. Who? I mean, what one fifty five pounder, right? Caitlin probably walks at one thirty eight or something, and Kayla probably walks at one sixty eight or something. You know, like yeah, that's not gonna be. I mean, Kayla Harrison is fucking jacked, and uh, and the nicest person, dude. I, I like I, I you know I, Kayla Harrison. I don't know if people know this. Like, so Bill, she was a victim of like sexual assault by her judo coach, who's like in jail for life. Oh my god! This girl goes around giving speeches, just like for t- all this. She won the gold medal uh twice only american ever do it men or female then she goes into the pfl wins like a bunch wins two million dollars in a row and then she adopts two kids she has some so two kids had like a terrible childhood some shit went on i don't, I don't know if i'm at will they might be related to her they might yeah, be yeah, like yeah I, i'm not sure that's even public but so now they're living with her and no so when i when she, she, she told me this i'm like dude your life keeps getting like better but worse <laughs> like, like like it's like it's like it's beautiful what you're doing but jesus like um, it's like a lifetime like not like a movie it's like a whole series of she was dying laughing she's like i know exactly what you mean like she was but adam when you, when you see people like her and then like lauren who had all these issues in the past they're doing so well doesn't make you wish that you had like an addiction or got abused or something just so you could be more uh, successful my, my mom left when i was three uh, you know okay. my, dad, my dad was in she was in a mental hospital i haven't seen her since i was three my stepmom and I never got That's off. true. I got sent to fucking... And, and I've met your dad, so, you know. My dad had major addictions and stuff, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, but that was one of the things that, like, kind of drove me. was like, oh, I remember my, my wrestling coach is like, in high school, was like, why is he so good? And he's like, where's your mom? I'm like, I'm God. He's like, oh, well, that's where it comes from. You know, I, I think there is something. But then you got guys like Kenny Florian, who, you know came from a business degree and like, seemed like I had nothing or BJ Penn who came from money uh, and had a great life and look what they've accomplished. So I, I don't think you always have to have like the worst possible fucking scenario to, I think it's, I think it's you, but I think yeah. if you have uh, some kind of a, if you have that inner drive, whether or not you come from greatness or not, or a stable place, whatever. But uh, anyway, but I'm saying that Kayla Harrison is just going to run through, hate to say it, Kayla Chukagan. She's just had to close the distance, grab her, take her down, and it's gonna be like a big sister beating up a little sister, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know what Caitlin's gonna do. I don't know where she's gonna go, but. So this is an official bout agreement. This, this is, is a official bout agreement. This is the signature page. I'm not gonna show you guys the other pages, but this is the signature page. <laughs> One page saying that you will fight Misha Tate. Yeah, here. I love it. Let me uh, figure this out. That's a good fight, Adam, don't you think? I think it's a great fight. I think Misha uh, looked great in her comeback fight. I think she didn't look bad in her last fight. Uh, she didn't. She didn't win, but it was pretty damn close against. Okay, uh, you guys ready? Here we go. Yeah, and I think Lauren is a monster. I think if she beats Lauren, then she's the next in line for the t- title shot. Misha, this is a great fight for her. And I think if Lauren 
like beats Misha. What is the beat today? Uh, yeah. He beat the most recognizable name in fighting, or at least top three. I mean, yeah. my wife, my wife doesn't know who, uh, my wife doesn't know who um, Valentina Shevchenko is. She knows Misha Tate. Yeah, of course. You know, um, that's that's pretty big. You know. So but let's be honest, Lauren, you, 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 you feel pretty confident that you're going to destroy her. I mean, we both, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they match up well. I mean, Misha's got good wrestling, uh, but Lauren's got great wrestling as well. They both got good striking. They're both tough. They're both gritty. Neither of them have ever got tired. Um, none of them have ever really broke. Misha kind of was breaking towards the end before her first retirement against Raquel. But uh, most people have like, Two kids and that's call it a fucking career. Misha yeah. bought two kids and got fucking more ripped and looked <laughs> and looked better. But if you've ever seen Lauren in fight camp, like her fucking arms, like her her back, like she's like the hand job princess. Like one fucking. <laughs> one I got two. the kung fu grip, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> I you and uh, Sarah McMahon are just fucking like, oh my. Jack. god. You know oh. who else? Have you ever seen Tatiana Suarez in person? Yeah. Her shoulders might be bigger than mine. Maybe. And she is the sweetest. <laughs> so nice. So nice. But she is jacked. That chick is jacked. Tatiana Suarez. So I got her uh, a job. She want, I'm like, you want to present an award uh, at the MA Awards, right? She didn't want to. She's like, she just did not want to, right? And then, like, during the award show, I'm looking for her. And I'm like, where's Tatiana? And I could tell she didn't want to, she's like, do I have to brush my hair? Like she, she was texting me like, do I have to put on a dress? I'm like, what, uh, why am I making this person? Like, so then I'm like, during the award show, I'm like thinking she's mad at me because she didn't present. She's hiding in the fucking corner. Like, hi, and I'm like, you know, are you upset that you're not? She's like, no, you made my night. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to be in front of people. Like she was like a fucking child, like yeah. hiding. Uh, another girl that like beat cancer, national champion, like wrestler. So no one even talks about her. It's fucking criminal because well, it's only so long. But she was one that I thought could maybe. I wanted to see her fight Valentina when she said she twenty five. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Because I fucking man, there's somebody with a skill set that you know is, um, like complementary basically. You know, to Valentina's skill set, like. They have, I guess, I guess I should say opposing skill sets to where it would be like, I, th I don't know. I think it'd be badass. I would like to see Tatiana in there with uh, Valentina. Did she ran through Carla Esparza, like 10-8-er, 10-8-er. Like Carla Esparza is fighting for the title next. Um, yeah. And Suarez beat the shit out of her. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know if there's, any, there's ever been a more forgotten person right now in MMA than Tatiana Suarez. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, well, you know, MMA fans, their memories are short, and Tatiana's been out a long time, so. Dude, they're, they're short, and then they come back, and they, it's like, look at Ortega. Like, look at Ortega's, like, the next big thing. And then he gets, like, just shipping out of by Max Holloway. Fuck Ortega. Comes back and, like, murders the Korean zombie. Ortega! And then he loses again, and everyone's like, oh, he's done. Like, what the fuck yeah. kind of fan base is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what? Well, it's really heartbreaking because, like, you can't really have – it's really hard to have a dynasty fighter. Like, if you're a Patriots fan, how many years do you have where you can just ride on that? But, like, your Anderson Silva fighter, next thing you know, like, three years later, he's out. It's just yeah. hard. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can't be like I with a fighter for like, you know, forever. You, you know, even yeah. if you're like Chuck Liddell, he's probably one of the most famous, well-beloved fighters, you know, in the history of whatever, Chuck Liddell. And if you're like, yeah, Chuck Liddell, like right now, people would be like, they wouldn't, <laughs> you know, like make no sense to him. Not, they would know who Chuck Liddell is, but they're just more into like Israel Adesanya and uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. Tyra Woodley, I mean, three years ago, was like, T Wood, T Wood. And then now it's like, like I, I wonder if I took him to like with me to a basketball game, people would boo him. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like, how many people would attempt to fight him? Like, like, you're like he started rapping, probably. <laughs> dude, like, fuck, man. Like, this, this fucking poor guy. Like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so this, this week, because uh, now we have, we have, you have a, a real pro, and we're supposed to have Terrence McKinney on, but I don't know where he went. Uh, and Gano versus uh, Cyril Gan. Who wins this fight? Cyril. Cyril wow. Gan. Uh, his footwork is better. Um, I think his striking is just super clean, and he's very long, and he knows how to use it. I think he's just going to kind of dance all over Naganu. I don't think Naganu's footwork is good enough to keep up with Gan. And I know that with um, Naganu, it only takes one. Like, it, it only takes one, but... It's hard to land that one if you can't get close enough. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, Sirogan is long and he, he knows how to dance. It seems like he lands that one on people who also are trying to land that one. <laughs> but guys yeah. like Ngano who know that, or Gan that know that like he doesn't have that one punch, like he's not going to be that dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember watching him fight Derek, watching Gan fight Derek, and Derek just could not catch him. And I thought Derek looked better than Derek has looked you know, in a lot of his past fights. I thought he looked pretty good in the gone fight. He just could not catch him. Does he need a mm -hmm. mental coach, Derek? Because it seems like he, he quits sometimes. Like, Hey, uh, he's got Joe Murphy, so... <laughs> That's the, I mean, I don't know, you know, because I like Derek, and, and we both train with Bob, but we're not like... We don't sit around and have deep discussions, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I, I know that he felt a lot of pressure before that fight. And that he felt like just the whole weight of the world was on him. Because I seen him for this, this last, his camp a couple days ago, I just saw him. And he looks like happier and lighter and freer. And he's joking around. And before that gone fight, he was so like, it just looked like something literally, like he was wearing like a backpack or something that was like weighing him down. If I was managing that guy, I'd be like, listen, if we're going to fight in Houston, which is where you're from, we're changing your phone number like three months out. He does. He changed. He gets a new phone number every fight because people are going to be hitting up for tickets and oh, yeah. a distraction. Let give your number to one person that yeah. you, and then go through that person. Cause he seems like the kind of guy that would like, if you asked him for something, he would do it. But then you're like, it's just going to take forever. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, luckily it's hard. go on. Oh no, it's hard for guys like Derek too, because he's so famous that he never knows. Like, if people are talking to him because they like Derek or are they talking to him because they think he's going to loan him money? Are they talking to him <laughs> Derek or are they talking to him because they want him to buy a new car for them? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's hard on Derek to figure out who's talking to him because they actually like him and who's talking to him like, because they think they're going to get something out of it. But I was at, I think his first UFC fight and I was sitting right behind Dana White. And I think it was like on a, I think it might've been one of those like, you know, ultimate fighter, like shows at the finales and no one knew who he was, but he just fucking threw heat. And Dana was like, 
like Dana's look like where the who the fuck is this guy? Like everyone <laughs> was like, whoa! Like and one of my favorite fights was when he was on the ground and he just stands up from like he's basically in mount, literally just stands up. And yeah. Brian, and Brian Stan is like he's doing everything wrong. He <laughs> <laughs> was fighting Roy Nelson, I think, in that fight. Who's a Henzo black belt, right? Yeah. yeah, he's like he's doing, <laughs> yeah. he's doing everything, dude. When someone says you're doing everything wrong and you're still <laughs> doing it, like that was one of the funniest things I've I've ever seen. He's doing everything, like everything wrong, like literally not just like one thing wrong, like his entire fucking process is wrong. Uh, all right, Brandon Moreno <laughs> versus Figueroa. By the way, Figueroa, like his management always, I fucking love his management. Like they always reach out to me, like, hey, can you give us some 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 jokes for some of these people, right? And I like love these guys. So he's like, we got to, so I gave him some jokes, which I know that they're like, I was like, all right. Cause he fucking, they, they, I go tell him, uh, he named Moreno my dick on Saturday night. The whole world's going to watch me beat my dick. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. He didn't use it. I don't know. He goes, I go tell him that he I give him the belt because it was Christmas. And he wanted to give his son a present. That, 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 that's why he lost the thing. And then uh, after he gets the job done, Moreno, he's gonna make Brandon sneak back into Mexico. So we'll see if he says any any of these things. I don't. I don't like. I, I don't have whatever. We'll Adam, you should start a business, okay? MMA roasted. MMA roasted is the perfect name, and you can just write jokes for fighters to talk shit there's to like, each other on Twitter there's and like, on the countdown show. I mean, you already, you're already, you're already right doing now, that. Right now, there's like nine of them that I give fighters to. I don't. Yeah, even, start charging them. Motherfucker. I, never, I never charge him. And then I see like guys that speak no English will do my joke on ESPN all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are like, <laughs> I think it was like one of the Pitbull brothers that was like, 50 Cent was going to get with his hair. And he's like, oh, if he gives him the money, it'll be his first hit in 100 years. And I was like, everyone's like, how did the Pitbull brothers get such a great joke? Like, like, like literally. I remember when he tweeted that. I was like, eh. Oh, dude, there was like, there's so many of them. And then I, and then I, I, I track it. And some people like, will be like, Adam, are you giving this guy jokes? And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to, but yeah, there's a lot of them right now. Uh-huh. Um, so Andre, so uh, Moreno versus uh, Division Figueroa. Who who wins, Lauren? Ooh, I hope Moreno. I hope Moreno. I guess I I don't fucking care. Figueroa is cool too. I don't really care. Fuck him. <laughs> Bill, who do you like? Congratulations, Moreno, on being the the first Mexican board champion with the shortest reign. I'm going with Davison. And then who do you like in the Engano fight, Bill? I mean, I just I just can't imagine betting against. Uh, Ningano, but has has uh, Israel ever lost? Has he ever? No, he's ten and zero. Only fight. had ten fights. The other guys only had sixteen fights, so it's not like these guys are like you know weathered fighters. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, and then the other guy. It's funny, man. It's, for pay per view, it's like well, uh, Michelle Pereira. He's the guy that does all those flips. It's the funniest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> he does like I mean, he was in the Brazilian circus. Um, He's he was. I didn't know that. You got yeah. to look everybody. You shit. Yeah, he was the circus. Uh, that's how he learned how to do all that shit uh, against Andre Fialho. You know, he's gotten better since he stopped doing like a hundred backflips. But it's yeah, not, but it's not as fun to watch. Yeah. So, so it's like he's a better fighter now, but you, but it's not like he's like he would do the craziest shit. I never saw a guy do a, a front flip into guard. Like it was fucking it was insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, but he's fighting Andre Fialho. Uh, who do we like in this fight, Lauren? Uh, I don't know much about Andre Fialho. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, right. I'll go with the Andre guy. Got it. Uh, all right. So you know Vanessa Demopoulos? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's fighting. Yeah. So she was a girl, Bill, that wrote the stripper bible. She was a stripper. Oh, and then, that's right. She got like offended when I asked her about it, which. Oh, she. Well, we also had Hanato, on, we had Hanato on the show, too. Probably not the best pairing. I thought it would be fun to have. And it was just, I don't think she knew Hanato was a character. Uh, that, like, Hanato <laughs> <laughs> well, got under your skin a little bit, huh? It was a, it was a little thing of like, yeah, it, it, maybe she was having a bad day. or I don't know. Got her fired I, up. I probably could have handled it better, too. <laughs> well, which episode was it? Because now I want to go listen. Uh, what, there was a lot edited out, so. Um, <laughs> but but uh, she's fighting Silvano Gomez Juarez. I don't know who that girl is, but dude, this girl Vanessa is hilarious. She was fighting this one girl from, I want to say Ireland, who trains over a Team Alpha male. I forgot her name. She's adorable. This girl. She did a she did a cartwheel, in the middle of the fight, like for no reason. Uh, she does a cartwheel. And the other girl just looked at her and goes, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like, it was one of the, she goes, okay. Like, she was so fucking mad about the cartwheel. Uh, it was, oh, I'm going to see if I can find it. You know what I'm talking Is about? Is it McKenna something? The other girl's yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. That chick is fucking good. Vanessa's good too, but that little Irish girl from uh, Alpha Male, she's yeah. fucking good. She's yeah. going to be really good. Yeah, I got her. I, I, I helped get her a, a little sponsorship because my wife works for this makeup company called play that um this uh the girl from cobra kai uh is in charge like the bad girl in cobra kai you know what i'm talking about oh yeah you know? yeah we're looking for the fight to fight like girls that look young that like fight not young but like it's like geared towards high school you know and yeah and it's only like 20 years old or something so it was, like, like baby fights <laughs> yeah it was a perfect so, yeah her you know her, her mom was a fighter too and, oh really the irish girl McKenna, and then they were whatever. on the same card mckenna and no way I swear. So we had her on the podcast. Yeah. And then she almost fought her mom because, like, <laughs> they said, like, remember she was saying that, like, one of the opponents dropped out and they were like, all right, I'll fight you. And they're like, like, fucking, like. Dude, that's wild. Imagine that. Like, <laughs> you have to fight your parent. Would you fight your mom? That would have been terrible. I mean, I mean, talk about, like, what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, and then Kay Hansen who I'm not sure about the direction of this girl. Like, I like Kay Hansen. She's the one that was 16 years old and she got like a scholarship to Harvard, went into fighting. She's a badass, seven and four. Now she has an OnlyFans and there are uh, a, lot of, a lot of ass shots. It's, it seems like I haven't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joining it. Uh, I haven't joined her OnlyFans. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, free the butt, right? But uh, who knows? I just, <laughs> free Misha the take on trouble. Do you have a Misha's comments about OnlyFans? No. Oh, so she said that she doesn't have an OnlyFans because she's not desperate. And then all these girls started roasting her because they're like, what do you know about OnlyFans? And who cares? Who yeah, cares? They started, they started posting pictures of like Misha, but like, not desperate, huh? And she's like in like a bondage costume or something. Or like, it was, it was, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was like, Damn, Adam, you got to start screenshotting this shit because I miss all of it. I haven't been on Twitter. 
I get on Instagram, but no, I mean, you're, I no, you're better than you're, you're better than this. This is a waste of a complete waste of time because <laughs> like, I am not. I refuse to be better than this. this is a, you do not need to be fucking that girl, Paulina. You know Paulina Granados, whatever her name yeah. is. Yeah. So she tweeted out, "Oh, really? Like you're too good for OnlyFans? Not desperate?" And had a picture of Misha in like a very. I thought she looked great, but I could see why. Because <laughs> I, I guess Paulina has an OnlyFans or something, and like it was just uh and then, and then I wanted to retweet it, but like Misha follows me and now we're friends. And now I'm like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Like, do I want to get involved in this at all? Like I'm 43. I have, I have children or a child. Like, is this really what I go through? But at the same time, it's like, it's like funny. It's like, cause then I know that my, my followers are all gonna make funny jokes. It's just, it's hard. But the only thing I'll say is like, whenever you mess with like the sex world industry it is literally like hitting, hitting a business with a stick. It is, trust me. What did you do? It's a long story, but you just say one, one comment that like diminishes that industry. They will, it's worse than fucking with fighters. I'm telling you. Oh, what happened? You don't want to do it. Oh, I mean, just like I got swarmed and bombarded. My account got suspended and all sorts of stuff. And but what did you say? It was nuts. Just tell us the truth. What happened? I just, I just asked some girl. I said, I hope I said something about OnlyFans, like, like a kind of like, Ugh, I hope you didn't do OnlyFans like everyone else is doing. Like, and then she just won off on me. Oh yeah, called yeah, me a piece yeah. of shit, loser, blah blah. And then she like called the Laugh Factory, tried to get me banned. I mean, it's nuts. And all of her friends were retweeting her. It was crazy. Yeah, Paulina. So what, what, what's what's your name, Paulina Granados? How, how do you how do you, how do you spell it? I'll, I'll show you the picture, Paulina. It's like, it's like Grana with a two or something. For some reason, my like, screen share is not working, but I'll see if I can find uh, the, the Misha thing because it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, she was, I don't know, maybe she kind of put it down. Well, okay. I mean, also, Paulina is four and four. She needs the OnlyFans. She's, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 I think she took it down, but she, she also has some hot fucking shots. But I mean, but this is, I mean, Paulina's like, you know, posting this shit about this is Paulina. So yeah. <laughs> hi, Paulina. <laughs> but uh, new tan lines. If anybody wants to see her tan lines, I mean, she's like you know. Uh, <laughs> tan lines. Yeah. Well. So, but yeah, she she was mad about Misha. Uh, Paulina I was going to start an OnlyFans for my dog. What do you think? Uh, yeah, <laughs> she looks good, right? Like you know, we could expose we could really, expose nipples. We can make this like super sexy, don't you think? But... Paulina, Misha. Uh, hold on, Paulina. I can't even find it. But there, what, what was that girl's name? The, um, the McKenna, right? Yeah. McKenna, Corey McKenna? Yeah. Corey McKenna. There you go. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like trying to find that thing that was like really funny. I think you'll get a big kick out of it. Uh, hold on. MMA Roasted. Uh, man, this is why we need fucking Rogan. He has that like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Pull up. MMA yeah. Roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be on fucking the Rogan podcast, by the way. Has he, has he ever asked you? Hell no, he's never asked me. I've only talked to Joe Rogan like twice, and it was both times it was after I got the shit beat out of me. So, <laughs> one time I won the fight and still got the shit beat out of me. That's okay. <laughs> Does he have a lot of fighters on his podcast that are currently in the UFC? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we're talking like big, big, big names like Valentina, yeah. uh, Derek Lewis, Sean O'Malley. Yeah, but he also gets people that aren't that big. I, I kind of feel like he would, he would like have you on. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Put in a good word for me next time you see him. 
I, I definitely will. I can't find it. I think I just put it there. Yeah, anyway, so the girl did a cartwheel and she looked at her like, fuck you. All right, so <laughs> all right, uh, finally, uh, who, who wins? Um, Masvidal or, or uh, Colby Covington? Whew, I'm hoping and praying Masvidal pulls this one out. <laughs> Why? Well, because he signed with first round and that's my management company. And so that's cool. And like, you know, I feel like we're kind of on the same team. Also, Colby Covington, just like I get it's a character and people watch him. I'm going to watch him like, but it, I'm going to watch him because I want him to lose. So I'm one of those. I'm on team fucking fuck Colby. You know what I mean? And I never even met the guy, but just that's how sports are. So <laughs> I'm rooting for Masvidal. <laughs> um, now, I mean... It's just crazy. There's a guy, literally, remember after Ben Askren, Masvidal was the biggest star in the, in the UFC. And, and, and mm-hmm. then it kind of like, I, I wouldn't say it went down, but he fought those two, uh, those two Usman fights were rough. There he is. There's yeah, we, we were talking about you earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. All good, of course. All yeah, good. we were saying yeah. you were a hero and that a couple times guys beat her or inspiring and then you came and beat the shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> regular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and thank you for your service. And even though Air Force, I know, is the like the the, the weakest out of the branches. Thank you. Yeah, for, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I heard it's the smartest. I heard That's you right. got it right. And they you have the hottest it. chicks. They do have the hottest chicks. I mean, <laughs> not that you would what know. You, the hottest chicks. I think the Navy's got that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Lauren. Uh, how can people follow you? Talk to you? What? Uh, so I'm on Twitter, I'm on Twitter 50% of the time, Lauren Murphy MMA, and then I'm on Instagram a lot. So come hit me up. I do interact with the fans and, um, yeah, Lauren Murphy MMA across all social media. And Bill, you? Uh, oh, it's just Bill Dawes and, uh, and I'm, and I'm headlining the Creek in the Cave in Austin this weekend. If anyone wants to come, four shows. Nice. So there it is. Yes. Nice. And I, I, by the way, I emailed you the, uh, the Corey McKinney cartwheel video. Oh, really? Oh, now. hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you emailed it to me? Yeah. Oh, nice. I like, didn't get it. But yeah, you didn't? We're, we're obviously very, very, we're very advanced here. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much, Lauren. Take care. Yeah. You're the best, Adam. Talk to you soon. Love you. You're the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was uh, at Hunter the Comic at AOL. Is that not your email anymore? That's my old one, but it should have came through. Oh shit! I know, it's all good, but uh, oh here it is. Oh yeah, I actually. But meanwhile, oh yeah, here we go. So if you guys want to see, um, <laughs> if you guys can see, hold on. Oh, oh. So the girl yeah, does a cartwheel. Already, it's one of the fun. Repeat. So here we go. Here we go. She hits her. Girl's tough though. Vanessa's tough, but it was. That's one of the funniest things she does. She head kicks her right here. She goes one, two, and then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to do a fucking cartwheel for some reason. And then she's like, <laughs> like, what? like there was like no reason for that cartwheel. Totally this one, like, what? <laughs> I love shit like that, though. That shit makes me laugh. I know. It's great. Uh, so anyway, what do you think of Lauren? She's great, right? Yeah, she's awesome. She'd be a great, she'd be a great host for uh, Joe. She's got a great sense of humor. She can take a joke. You can, I mean, it's funny because you, you – are always respectful, but you, you were definitely yourself with her and you were like saying like all sorts of like, you know, blue shit that she loved. Oh, well, the first time I met her, she came to my show and she's like, uh, I'm like, where should I come? She's like, on my tits. She yelled at on my tits, like during the show. And I was like, <laughs> me and her are going to be friends forever. So, uh, but uh, yo, great. thanks, Bill. Have a great week. Uh, if you Thank guys you. were in Des Moines, Iowa, I'm there Friday and Saturday night at the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa. 
and uh, take care, Bill. All right. See ya. Thanks, man.